0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our team, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker the third, and thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Next Level Leader Podcast. This is a place where leaders come together and we collaborate, we share ideas and strategies that we believe can help leaders achieve the goals that are in front of them. I'm excited to have you connected. Let's be very clear, this is going to be an amazing season for you. You should continue to invest in yourself and pour in and Thank you for taking a moment and subscribing to this podcast. There are many who listen every single week. You tell me I'm listening. I'm waiting every week. And thank you. And I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. How about each one? Reach one. How about that? Every leader, send it to a leader. Man, can you imagine how many other leaders we would reach? Tell them to subscribe. Show them how to walk through it. The more next level leaders we have out there, the better this world will be. I guarantee you. I want you also to follow me. Joseph Walker 3 That's on Instagram. That's how I connect. That's the space in which I connected. I want you to connect with me there. Also, I would love you to connect to our website, josephwalker3.org. For more information or things you might need, I certainly encourage you to do that. Really, really would appreciate it. And thank you so very, very much for doing that. It would mean the world to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today, I'm going to talk about managing setbacks. I've been leading for over 30 years and I understand better than anybody. Setbacks come. Sometimes when we experience setbacks, it causes us to rattle, to be unnerved, to get into this hypersensitive mode of what am I going to do? Was I on the right path, et cetera? And so I want to help you really process a setback and dissect it and begin to understand what the appropriate response needs to be. Now, even as you are listening to this today, some of you are currently experiencing. Setbacks. Let's talk about it. Let's let's look at it carefully, critically, and see if we can come up with a strategy to help us move out of this place of dire straits and nervousness and panic and move to a place of productivity and shift and pivot to a place that can continue to allow our organization to thrive. So I want, first of all, you to get this right out of the gate. Setbacks come with the territory. Because you are a next level leader, you understand things like taking risk, stepping out of the box, thinking outside the box. You're going to experience setbacks. Every time you attempt to do something doesn't mean it's going to pan out the way you intended. It doesn't mean you're a failure. (laughs) It just means you're a leader. You try certain things and you have everything lined up and all of a sudden you take a blow. You're like, wow, that pushed us back pushed our deliverable back, that pushed, you know, our organization back. You have to know, no matter who you are, if you talk to any leader at any level, they will tell you there were no exemptions from setbacks. So please stop beating yourself up. Stop thinking that, oh my God, I'm just a horrible leader. If I had done this or that or that or that, this would not have happened. You can do every single thing correctly and still experience a setback because setbacks are often out of your control. There's certain dynamics and things that occur in business and space that just are out of your control. So as a next level leader, you're going to have to know how to manage it. And the first thing again is recognizing setbacks come with the territory. Now here's the second thing that's equally as important. Don't panic, plan. When you experience a setback, the natural reaction is to go into panic mode. What am I going to do? Because as a leader, you, you want to fix it, right? You want to get to a place where you're like, I got to fix this, I got to correct this, I got I to gotta do this, and there are people that are up all night long trying to figure out, I got to get this together, get that together. You know? But the problem is, that's not necessarily planning. That's panicking. You can't effectively plan from a posture of panic. So what you must understand, and I'll say this, you know, from a spiritual perspective, panic, fear is a direct result of a lack of faith. If you have faith that God has, you know, assigned you to a particular task to achieve a particular objective, then no matter what setbacks you experience, you continue to have faith to believe it's going to come to fruition. So now it's time to plan. And often that plan has a lot to do with how you pivot. That's that's what happened with COVID nineteen, right? We all had to plan. We were set back. We had certain plans, and they were set back. We had to pivot. Planning is about pivoting. It's about developing realistic, achievable goals that can help you become a better leader. So that's what it's about. When you learn that, man, that's when it becomes amazing. So I want you to really process that. I want you to really wrap your mind around the idea, planning matters. Planning matters. Okay. Say it would be planning matters. Are you hearing it? So it's so important. So when you, when you begin, think about it, plan, don't panic, get a strategy, build a team around you and say, how can we pivot? How can we get better? How can we take this to a whole nother dimension? So here's number three, assess and address your vulnerabilities. Whenever a setback occurs, it does expose certain vulnerabilities, expose soft spots in your organization. It exposes certain weaknesses, weak areas that were not prepared, things that were not in order. This is really a gift, right? Because setbacks can come at certain times and they're like gifts to you. It's like, look, now it's a good time for you to start fixing that, preparing that, sharpening this area up in your business, dealing with your financial, putting things in order. You know, these are the kinds of things you have to think through. So, As a next level leader, ladies and gentlemen, hear me well, assess what are your vulnerabilities? Make a list. What areas are soft spots? What area do I feel like, okay, these areas are kind of vulnerabilities. Maybe I'm doing my finances right, but maybe I need a little bit more help in in compliance issues. Maybe, you know, my HR department needs a little bit more work. Maybe I need to work on more time management. So begin to address it. Don't just assess it, identify, begin to come up with a plan and say, let me address this so that whenever I experience another blow like this, I'm never caught slipping. I won't allow this to catch me like this once again. That's how it works. The first time it may have caught you slipping, but the next time you're like, no, I'm prepared for this because I know at any given time, the rug can be pulled from under me. I need to make sure I fall in the correct posture. Here's number four identify what is essential. Now, you know I have talked about this throughout this podcast. If you've been following me, listening to me, you know this idea of essentialism is huge for me. It is so huge because there's so many people who need to begin to assess what is essential. When you have a setback, you begin to wonder, am I carrying too much weight? Am I carrying too much you know, baggage here? Do I have too much personnel around me? What, what is essential? What roles and responsibilities and jobs are essential right now? What things aren't? What practices that I have are essential? You know, there's a big study going on now about hybrid uh, kind of job uh, hours in terms of four-day work weeks or letting people work from home. And these things are about essentialism. What things historically we've placed great value on that are no longer essential today? Is it essential that everybody comes into the office, physically, office, every single week, every day of the week? Or is it an opportunity to pivot and to say, you know what, it's not as essential then to do it that way, but now it's more essential to do it this way. I just think, man, when you, when you really take a deep dive and you really start looking at your vulnerabilities and soft spots and you begin to say, let me figure out what's essential now, everything begins to change. I mean, how you travel, how you interact in business, how you do what you do, it's all coming from a place and posture of essentialism. I cannot stress this, ladies and gentlemen, enough make certain as a next level leader you only engage in those things that you deem essential. And only you as the leader can be the determining factor based upon how your vision is laid out and how do you expect it to come to pass. You determine what is or isn't essential. Now, that's tough because some things we hold very sacred, some things we have an emotional attachment to, but if you're going to be a next-level leader, that's what you've got to do. Here's the other thing. Don't be afraid to redact your budget. Pig one, right? Let me tell you something. When 2008 occurred and the global market uh, crash occurred for housing, you remember that? 2008, some of you were around then. And you remember when all those mortgages started going under and things of that nature? What we did in the church, we redacted our budget. We We immediately said, We're not going to put ourselves in a position. where We miss paying our mortgage. We're not going to lay anybody off. So we made those our priorities. And so we began to pivot and say, I'm coming off a TV here so that I can continue to meet payroll here because if the market had crashed, we knew it was going to inevitably affect how people were giving in the kingdom. And so as a consequence, because we were able to pivot and make those very tough decisions, but very intentional decisions. We were able to survive that and continue to thrive in it. And then fast forward, here we are coming out of a global pandemic, and yet our ministry was able to pay off its debt through the pandemic, all because we were able to redact our budget. We were able to realize more revenue because we were spending much less. And that's what you do. See, you've got to learn as a next level leader. When is it time for me to reevaluate how I'm spending money, how my organization is doing what it's doing, and how can I put myself in a position where I can make certain I'm winning at all costs? Got it? I think somebody got that. Here's number six. This is a big one. Here's a big one. Calm, listen, the fears of your team. Your team of extraordinary individuals working very hard, oftentimes they're hid in the weeds, working out things. When a setback occurs, they will often panic. They will look at you. I'll call it the flight attendant theory. When I fly on a plane going through severe turbulence or whatever we're going through and that plane is shaking or doing something unusual, what I do often is look at the flight attendants because if the flight attendants posture is calm. It's because they have seen it before. They know we're going to get through it and it calms my nerves you have to begin thinking that other people are watching you. They have their eyes on you. And they want to know how do we navigate this very unfamiliar terrain? And you have to keep them calm. You have to share the narrative. You have to explain it to them so they're not out here thinking you're just fly by night, but that you truly have given some thought to the very thing that could happen. When you do that, that's what makes you a next level leader because you factor in all these things. You take those things into consideration. A lot of people don't do that. They don't, they don't take things into consideration like that, but you have to do it. And that's how you calm the fears of your team. Listen, let's be clear. You know, your team is out there depending on you, depending on you to lead. I tell people, if you call yourself a leader and nobody's following you, you, ma'am, you, sir, are just taking a walk, <laughs> Leadership is about influencing people to follow you toward an achievable goal, something that is going to be, you know, much bigger than them, but it's going to impact the world locally and globally. And so when you do that, it's important that you lead from a place of confidence and faith and not from a place of fear, trepidation. So I want to just encourage somebody today who's listening and don't go in there, man, looking like the world is coming to an end because things have gotten bad. Maintain your level of faith in the face of fear all around you. That's why as a next level leader, you've got to be able to manage these setbacks. Now let's review what we've talked about so far before I go to my last principle today. We talked about how setbacks come with the territory. There's an inevitability factor, so it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how hard you pray. Setbacks will come. They often come with gifts. They expose things for you to assess your vulnerabilities. Prior to doing that, I talked about don't panic, but plan. Use this as an opportunity to plan something, to pivot, to say, let's make certain we're not allowing this to take us off the grid, off the radar. What do we do? How do we plan? How do we pivot? And that's what great leaders do. You pull your key team in, say, guys, we can't leave this room until we have a strategy and a plan to go forward. That's why it's so important. Now when you begin to identify what's essential, who's essential, every position, everything is no longer essential now. So when you have setbacks, maybe the gift is now you can look and see what absolutely makes what you do come to fruition. And so I just think it's important. It, it is huge. It is, it is so important. that Every next level leader truly understands that because man, that essentialism thing is big for me. It's just big. And here's the deal. Uh, Don't be afraid, you know, to redact your budget. Don't be afraid to say we can't spend that. We're not doing that. We are moving in a different direction. It's totally okay. You don't have to impress people by trying to maintain the level you've always been on. You've got to be willing to say, you know what, this is an opportunity for us to streamline. This is an opportunity for us to reposition in terms of Roles and responsibilities. And so I, I just believe it's, a, you know, it can be a great opportunity, a great gift if the right person is there to help really push that forward. So I really want you to think about that. And then here's, here's the other thing, you know, we talked about this, but I think it's important, right? Make certain you calm the fears of your team, make certain your posture and how you communicate or what have you consistently. Affirms them and and eradicates their fear. It tells them, you know, God's got you. We're not going to walk in fear. We're going to accomplish this. Yes, we may have rubble around us. Yes, things may be uprooted and we're like, what's going on? But we absolutely need to tell our team we're not going to be afraid. Fear is a spirit, and God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love and the sound mind. The final thing I want to share today, man, this is, this is rich, man. I'm, I'm just enjoying it, and I hope you are too, is really come to a place where you count your losses and just move forward. Now, <laughs> some of you are saying, that's it? Yeah. When you have a setback, man, sometimes you have to just count your losses. You won't always retrieve everything you lost, so you have to learn to say, where am I in my life now? This is the time to count my losses and just celebrate, celebrate where I am. I think it's important to move forward. Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind me, I now reach to those things which are before. That's why it's so incredibly important. I mean, it is important, important, right? That you continue to move forward. Move forward. Ladies and gentlemen, you are leaders. Don't stand there wallowing in it. Don't sit there and just complain and talk about how bad it was. And You don't want to be that person that's in a 20-year cycle just sitting in the same place talking about all the negative things that occur. Get to a place where you can push forward, accomplishing what you know you need to accomplish, but keep going forward. the end of the day, that's what it's about for me. It's about saying I am not going to be paralyzed by fear, Not going to sit back and allow anything to prevent me from achieving and reaching the goal that's ahead of me. I am so thankful. I hope you were blessed today. Let me tell you something. This means everything that you're connected. And you know, I think when you begin thinking about when you're dealing with all these areas, how do you really manage setbacks when you're just minding your own business and certain things happen? This is why it's so important to make certain that we are getting the necessary information so we can have a strategy, man. We're not out here emotively responding. So yes, thank you for listening. Thank you. Let me know you were blessed and share this podcast with as many people as you can. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to write me Joseph Walker 3. Send me a message and let me know, hey, I was listening. Here's where I'm from. It would mean the world to me to know who's Following who's listening every single week. So I want to thank you. Thank you and yours. I want you to follow me now. Don't forget, follow me, Joseph Walker 3. That's on Instagram, Joseph Walker3. So I want to thank y'all so much for just uh listening in today, being a part of this podcast, next level leader podcast, is because you guys continue to make it what it needs to be. I thank you. I really do. And I hope God's blessings rest upon you and your family. Until next time, you take care. Be blessed. Have a great one. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe to iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me On Instagram at Joseph Walker Three. I look forward to